father's table. An introspective look and conversation about our fathers and how they shaped our lives. Welcome to the Father's Table. I'm your host, Keith, and thank you for joining us today. Today, I have a very special guest, my aunt, my father's sister, oldest sister, uh, my aunt Karen. Uh, she's worked in the city of Philadelphia for a number of, number of years. Um, right now, she serves at the local church, and she has been a as long as I've known, always known her, she's always been very nice. I've ne- I don't think I've seen, uh, probably a handful of times I've seen her upset, but uh, it's just a honor to have her on to agree to do this because in these family episodes I tend to do, I get a better understanding of my family history. So Aunt Karen, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, it's a pleasure. <laughs> So um, I like to begin these episodes by asking the guests to close their eyes mm-hmm. and take three deep breaths. And when you're done, tell me what comes to mind when you think about your father. What comes to mind when I think about my father? Well, my father was a hardworking man, went to work every day, never missed a day, and he instilled that in us. We went to school every day and we went to work every day. <laughs> you know, so that oh. what that's what comes in mind to me. Hard working. Now grandpop, uh I I remember him. He was a very happy guy. That's what I re- recall uh, my memories of Grandpa. Um, and, but some of the stories I've heard from my dad, <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if he was always like a jolly type of guy. But we'll we'll get into that as we discuss. Um, yeah, right Right now we are doing remote sessions um, because I'm sure if you haven't been under a rock uh, because of COVID-19, but uh, right. so you might hear some background noises. Um, Aunt Karen, uh, let's go back to the beginning. Um, can you talk, walk me through um, growing up around the age of like, elementary school with grandpop uh or let's take us here take take me here how did grandpop and granny that's my grandmother we call her granny how did grandpop and granny meet did they ever share that with you yes they did it's a funny story um believe it or not the way they met was um grandpop was talking to aunt dorothy that's granny's oldest sister he met her and him and Uncle Luther, which became Aunt Dorothy's husband, were best friends. So they went around to see, my dad took um, Uncle Luther with him to go see Aunt Dorothy. 
But then when they got around there, they realized Uncle Luther and Dorothy liked each other. And Grandpa saw Granny and asked her, well, do you have a boyfriend? She said no. So they started talking. <laughs> so that's how. And it went from there. Oh, man. That, that's funny. So yeah. he said, you got a boyfriend? Uh, <laughs> no? All right. Come on. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what happened, you know. So the two sisters were dating best friends, you know. Okay. Then they wind up getting married. So they ended up getting married and then you came along. Um, was that, was that, that was after the marriage or were they in yes, a long it was, um, they, they were married a whole year before I was born. They thought they couldn't have kids. And then about a year later, a year, year and a half into the marriage, then I came along. Okay. Can, can you walk me through how was it being the oldest, firstborn, watching Granny and Grandpa in action? How was it living in what you guys were in North Philadelphia? Yes. How, how was it living in North Philadelphia around that time with your mother well, and your father? At that time, the neighborhood was excellent. I mean, you know, we, all we had to do was go around the corner to the store. Everything we needed was right around the corner, the grocery store, the clothes store, the shoe store, whatever we needed was right around the corner. So we didn't have to go. Only time we went in town was special occasions to go to like one of the department stores to see a Christmas show or Easter show or something or one of the parades. But everything we needed was right, right around the corner. Right in it the community. Been. That's how it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. And I remember, if anyone remembers North Philly, what, what was the street? Uh, Diamond Street or something like that? Wait, uh, well, we, I grew up between, uh, I grew up on Patton Street between 31st and 32nd and between Burks and Norris. Was, was that the block where Sam's was located? At the, at Sam's was located on Norris Street, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Around that time, everything you needed was in the community. So you didn't have to go mm-hmm. far to go get what you needed, your basic needs for the household. And I actually miss that, you know, walking down the street, just grabbing something that you needed. <laughs> you came back home. Um, so how was, how was the relationship dynamic between Granny and Grandpa? Well... My dad wasn't very affectionate. My mom was the affectionate one. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, I don't know. I guess they didn't re- interact or whatever. You know, it was like a, my dad didn't really interact with us as much as my mom did. You know, my dad was kind of strict, straightforward, you know. <laughs> so, like, like no nonsense type of? Yeah, yeah. Now, I have to ask you this. How was Grandpa's relationship with his father? Was was his father strict? That I couldn't tell you because I didn't know my grandfather. Never knew him. Oh. And my dad never talked about him. Oh, wow. Never talked yeah. about him. What about his grandmother? Did you ever talk about his mother? My grandmother, now, I remember her. She passed when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. 
she was a no-nonsense woman. She was only about two feet tall. She was no-nonsense. <laughs> so that's probably where Grandpa got it from. Yeah, because he was the baby of 11. So. Oh, wow. That's a big family. <laughs> yeah. Nine uh, boys and two girls. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot of Ellerbys. Um, <laughs> so... Yes. Uh, Ellerbees, if you're listening to this, you have a cousin in, in Los Angeles. You have family, you have family all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so moving forward, so then you saw how it was. Grandpa wasn't really necessarily affectionate, uh, but then my, my dad was born. Um, did you see a change in his parenting at that time? Or no, still, no. <laughs> still straight. You know, yeah, um, like I said, he didn't really. My dad's interaction with us came after we were grown. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. just like go get up, go to work, work hard, you know, provided for the family, did what he really needed to do, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the most of the interaction was, uh, Granny. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, but he provided now I can tell you this he was a good provider his money always came home you know oh, he worked every day but his money came home um we were told we were poor but I can't <laughs> remember we, I, I can't remember wanting for anything you know oh, wow. yeah we always had what we needed we were never hungry we always had food on the table mm -hmm. um Christmas time you would have thought a hundred kids lived in a house you know, um, yeah. So if we were poor, I didn't know it. Yeah. You know. Gotcha. And take me through, um, like middle school. You know, we kind of got the gist. We built the framework of how it was at home growing up. So in middle school, I guess is when you started to. You know, we all get older and things like that. Walk me through how he was on education around that time of middle school, preparing for high school, you know, getting introduced to sports. How was grandpa around that time? Um, well, I know one thing, um, what I can say is my dad was a sports person. Um, he loved sports and um, he would have the radio going, at that time, the transistor radios, he would have that playing, watching something on TV. And because of him, I got into sports, you know. Mm -hmm. um, baseball, believe it or not, when I was growing up around that time in junior high school, that's one thing me and my dad had in common. We could talk about was baseball. Um, he watched so much baseball. I knew in junior high school, I could tell you everybody on the Phillies, don't ask me now, but I can't remember. <laughs> I could tell you everybody on the Phillies, their average, their position, everything, mm -hmm. you know, coming up because of my dad. Oh, that's awesome. And that was in junior high school. So, so did, did, was he vocal a lot about a lot of different things or he didn't really say too much? My dad didn't talk that much. He wasn't much of a talker, you know, not around us, you know. Gotcha. He didn't talk to us much. 
It was strictly what we had to do, and that was it. They gave orders. We had to follow them, and that was it. I can't remember ever laughing and joking and, you know, or anything with my dad. That is Not so funny because like I, I, I have a completely different perspective of grandpa. He's like complete opposite of what you're talking about. <laughs> really? Yeah, grandpa, he would always seem pretty happy to see us and uh, smiling in very high voice. But uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't that know. Was after, that was after we we grew up. Because before that, oh, no. Mm -mm. Gotcha. gotcha. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he was a totally different person. Got it. Uh, so mm -hmm. take me through high school. You're getting okay. ready. Hi High school, well, at that time, during high school, I guess you could say I was smelling myself. And um, I took, my dad used to do the beatings. We used to get beatings from my dad. My mom never beat us. I can remember like maybe once or twice, but my dad used to beat us. And I can remember, and I was about in the 10th or 11th grade, I was someplace where I I wasn't where I was supposed to be, put it like that. And I got caught. And when I got home, wasn't doing anything bad or anything, but I just wasn't where I was, where I said I was going to be. Mm -hmm. So when I got, when, we, when I got home, I got a beating. That was the last time my dad beat me though, because I didn't cry or anything. So he could see that, okay, well, I can't beat her no, anymore because, um, it's not effective, you know, it's not effective anymore. Yeah. So that was the last beating. But then shortly after that, um, that's when my mom and dad separated and um, they divorced. I was in high school. I believe when they finally separated and divorced, I was either in the 11th or 12th grade. Mm -hmm. How did you uh, process that seeing, you know, grandpa and granny you know split up at at that time in your life well at the time i didn't think it had an effect on me but now when i think back and as i have grown and have learned things i realize it did have an effect on me i kind of acted out and yes i became promiscuous i um when I graduated from high school, I was pregnant with my daughter. So, you know, my oldest daughter, Wanda. So I was pregnant with her. So when I look back and have learned things, I realize that's the effect it had on me, you know. Yeah. When they divorced. Because it, was it like a just really disappointment seeing, you know, like, okay, my mom and my father and then... Uh, them splitting up, it was just like a disappointment. Did you feel like it was your fault or was it just like, just like a ultimate disappointment in your life of these two people you love that raised you are no longer together? Okay, I don't think it was a disappointment or anything because at the time my dad and I weren't getting along. And my mom always said it was because we were just alike. And that's why we didn't get along. So, 
in a way, I was kind of glad my dad left. I had, I guess I had mixed emotions. I was glad he left and then I wasn't, you know, so um, I kind of had mixed emotions then, but it didn't, um, you know, afterwards I kind of grew at it and by my father leaving, I was angry with my father for a while um, because like I said, they divorced around the time. I think it had to be, I can't remember exactly, but it had to be around when I was in the 12th grade because I remember he wasn't coming around a lot. He didn't come around much at all. We didn't hardly, I, for about a year, we didn't even see my dad. Mm. And then um, when I graduated from high school, he didn't come to my high school graduation. So, but when I got pregnant, when I was pregnant and everything, and he asked who, who was the father, and now you know, I had the same boyfriend from my kid's father. We started dating in the ninth grade, so it was like, I was like, why would you even ask me that? Mm-hmm. So then, um, but then when I when we got married and he did give me away, so he showed up there, but he just didn't show up to my graduation. I know, and I don't know why. Um, I guess because that time that's that was kind of incorporated in the year that we didn't see him in the year's time that we didn't see him. Mm. But then after that, believe it or not, after my daughter was born. He came around a lot. He just changed. And, you know, every Christmas he made sure that she had something for Christmas. And then as the grandkids start coming in, the more grandkids, he always, you know, the grandkids changed him. Mm-hmm. You know, he became a different person after, the, after he started having grandkids. Uh, I'm seeing that has a real effect on par- on parents. Grandchildren have a weird effect <laughs> yes they <laughs> <On> do the <laughs> <grandparents>. <laughs> yes they do they're, they're told it's a you love your children but grandchildren are extra special you tend to i don't know it's a different kind of love i'm 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 beginning to see that uh, just just the things that i'm seeing and hearing especially having a son, I'm just like, um, what is going on here? It's like the grandparents just lose their mind or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, where was all this growing up? You know, I, yep. I mm-hmm. but, uh, totally different. Well, I heard one time that grandchildren are God's gift to grandparents for not killing their children. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's what happens, you know. So he was there at the wedding. You got married uh, early, or excuse me, had uh, Wanda early, um, mm-hmm. right out of high school. What, right. what was, can you remember any grandpa, uh, any of grandpa's advice about marriage or family, uh, like responsibilities, things like that? Did he have a talk with you about those things? No, like I said, my dad wasn't much of a talker, not as far as life life issues and things like that were concerned. He never, um, never gave, gave any advice or anything. Um, now, if, as you know, I have been, um, I've been married more than once. Mm-hmm. And I can remember my father never said anything, but 
my second marriage, when I introduced him to my father before we got married, my father looked at him and said, don't let me have to pull my gun out on you. <laughs> my father didn't even have a gun. So it was something about him that he just didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa uh, said that? <laughs> yes, he actually said that. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, I had no idea that my grandfather said those words. That, that I can't even imagine that. It, that's funny to me. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so going back to, you know, the split, you said you took it a certain way. How did Uncle Kevin and my father take it, if you can remember? How'd they take it? They, well, the, the age difference... You know, um, see, like I said, I don't know how they took it because um, I don't know how they took it because they were younger. And like I said, once my daughter was born, then my dad started coming around. But I was married and I wasn't home. But they were home, and um, so he kind of interacted with them more, I guess you can say, um, because he started coming around more after that. So I didn't see him as much as they did by me being married and not being at the house. You know, he would go there, and, you know, and they would be with him sometime or whatever. So I don't know how they reacted. I don't think it had an effect on them because believe it or not, um, my, my two brothers never got in any trouble or anything. You know, they were always straight up, no smoking and drinking and all that stuff. They never did that. So, gotcha. you know, so I guess it really didn't have an effect on them. Got it. Got it. And Grandpa, but as as you may know, my uncle Kevin is my aunt Karen's brother. My dad is her brother, obviously. Uh, how did Grandpa take uh, the the passing of uh, Uncle Kevin? Um, very hard. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Um, matter of fact, at the funeral, he kind of fell like just like in the middle of the aisle and we had to lift him up, you know, he took it really hard. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I can't remember too much. I do remember uncle Kevin mm-hmm. um, and the Pepsi, but yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't even know if I was there at the funeral. I cannot remember or recall. I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember because you guys were little. Yeah, we were very, very small. You get older, you have children, you have grandchildren. And growing in adulthood, how was your relationship with Grandpop? And did he, did, did you find that you guys had a more of a matured relationship as in the later years? Yes, because then I became daddy's girl. 
your brother, I mean, your brother, your father used to, he used to, he handled the financial part for my dad and everything. Mm -hmm. I handled the, like, as far as making sure he got to the doctors and all that stuff. I took care of that part. So your father and my dad would go shopping and they would go places like it would say, buy, buy one suit, get another one free or something like that. So they would always get those suits or whatever. I remember that. (laughs) So, or they would be out shopping somewhere doing something and, Grandpa would always say, well, call Karen and see what she need or what she want. And your dad would say, well, I'm standing right here and you didn't ask me what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we, we joked about that, you know, so yeah. So things like that. But, um, did he, we really, I I became a daddy's girl as I got older, you Mm -hmm. know, it was like, he made sure he always called and wanted to know if I was okay. I remember one time my refrigerator broke and financially I wasn't doing too good. I was struggling a little bit. And this was after I had divorced and everything. You know, so I was struggling a little bit and um, I put a down payment on the refrigerator and I didn't tell my dad or anything. And I just happened to be mentioned it one day. And I said something about my refrigerator being broke, but I, I ordered another one. And so he made your dad come over here, get my um, layaway slip, and take him to the bank. And they went and got the refrigerator. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, he always made sure. And he would tell your dad, and you tell he would always tell your dad, we got to do this for Karen. We got to get this for Karen. Go to the bank and get the money. And then you, your dad would always say, he would tell me, I don't know why daddy always saying, go get the money out the bank. He ain't got no money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but that's how it became, you know. Yeah. And matter of fact, when my dad passed, I saw him take his last breath. You know, mm. it's right there. You know, so was your dad. He was there too. He was sitting on one side. He he was sitting on the side where he, uh, my dad's back was to him, but I was facing my dad, and um, and I saw him gasp, and then he just took his last breath. You know. So. Wow, man, that's a that's a really amazing story of how you grow up with your father and you get one picture of him during childhood, but then mm-hmm. when you get older, you see like another part of him. Um, and I mean, from hearing your story, it seems like he's always loved you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess maybe when you were younger, he did, did maybe didn't know how to <laughs> demonstrate it to in a way kids understand but that's but the, again i think that's a part of parenting that kids won't understand right away because they may because a parent may come off mean but they're actually not i'm not saying grandpa was mean but strict yeah i've heard that growing up um 
So I want to I want to ask you a few more questions mm-hmm. as we're winding down. What what lessons have you learned from your father and in the state? I mean, you've grown up in Philly, you've seen neighborhoods change. Do you think the lack of strong fathers is a problem in the black community? Um yes. Uh, well, um, I, well, it's, it's, uh, I see, um, I see, I can't say that because I see a lot of guys, what I, what I see more of, I see a lot of guys love their kids, attentive to their kids, but then a lot of them don't have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so how do you, I mean, you're loving your kids, but you're not supporting it. Financially, you're not supporting your child. And the burden is on the mothers to bring home right. the money. The mothers are working, but the fathers aren't. Hmm. So that's, a, that's something you see a lot in Philadelphia at this current time. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say just in Philadelphia. I see it all, you know, it's all around, you know. So. Hmm. That's really but, interesting. Uh, you, now, I said that's interesting because you grew up seeing the complete opposite. You saw your father working, providing mm-hmm. for the family, doing what he needed to do. But now it seems like in 2020, there's this trend going along or going around that men aren't working, but they're there for their kids, but not financially and not supporting right. them or providing for them. And um, it's really interesting because that's almost like a, seems like a babysitter type of role. You know right. what I mean? Just, I'm no. watching the kids. No, I don't even think they watch the kids because there's so many daycares now till the kids are in daycare all day while the mother is working and the father is sitting home. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, you know, we're, I think we're on to something here because if you think about it, the role of a father, like, like we just discussed, you saw it up close and personal, the role of a father in the home, very mm-hmm. vital. But as time goes along, there's all these supplications uh, for the father, daycare, uh, I guess, mom's working two jobs or a bunch of jobs and she's bringing the making the money so the mom is taking on the role of financially uh supporting the child the father's there just to say i'm around but what is he really i guess he's contributing wisdom but i think it should be more than that um you know that the father contributes uh to the home uh well let me ask you this question with that are these fathers at home with the child or they're not a lot of cases they're not around in the house with the mom um well working at a daycare you know um i see where the mother might say well if they have a problem just call the dad okay okay he'll be home but i don't know if the dad is in the home where the child is or another home you know, but he is available to come get the child. Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. 
Yeah, I've I've seen that there is a uh, there there's been an increase in, I, especially from the '60s. I think the '50s and the '60s, family structure in the black community was very high, and I think after the civil rights movement, something a few things happened, and then now here it's just completely shattered. Like in the '90s and now into 2020. The, the family structure, especially in the black community, has really gone downhill. And I think we just talked about one of those instances where the the father's not working. He's <laughs> not yeah. working. He's not yeah. supporting. I've always known, well, I guess that's why, um, as far as work ethics are concerned, um, my brothers and I always worked. We, you know, working wasn't a problem for us because... Um, both our parents always worked. I can all, my dad stayed on the same job for 30, 30 something years. My mom moved her way up. She got each job she had. She had several jobs, but each job was a better job, making more money. Where I found, I found myself doing the same thing. Whereas when Uncle Kevin passed, he had been on his job a while. And you know, your dad was in the um, education field for for, yeah. you know, Long right time. out of college. So I found myself moving from job to job, but um, each job was the better paying job. So I, when I retired, you know, that I was, had an excellent job, good money, excellent money, good benefits, everything. So, you know, Got it. and um, you know, and um, my mom was the educational educational part, like school, school. Well, my dad, we, we had to go to school. We had, we couldn't, you know, the only way we could stay home is if we was, if, if our guts was hanging out, you know. <laughs> but we you had to go to school. school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we always went to school. Um, I lost my train of thought, what I was going to say on that. We all, as far as education is concerned, we had to do that. Now, you know how your dad was. He Now, believe it or not, your dad hated school. He didn't want to go to school. Really? And he wind up with more education than all of us. You know, like <laughs> me, I did. I didn't go right out of high school, but I did go back and I got my bachelor's. And I believe if Uncle Kevin had, lived a little longer, he would have gotten a degree or two also, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. And just a uh, final quick questions. Um, religion, was, was your father a spiritual religious man growing up? Yes, we went to church every Sunday, <laughs> every Sunday. Now, when they got, when my mom and dad got married, they got married under the Methodist, you know, Mother Bethel. But my dad was raised Baptist. So I kind of grew up in a Baptist church. We switched over to um, Baptist. We went to Mother Bethel for a while, but then we switched over to Baptist. And after they separated and divorced, my mom went back to the Methodist church and my dad stayed with the Baptist. So, but we, we grew up in a, a spiritual home. 
but I believe there, even though we went to church every Sunday, I believe their relationship with the Lord didn't come until later in life. Mm-hmm. So they because I think it's different now, like the way churches used to be. They didn't really teach that relationship back then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they went to church and that was the thing. You were raised up, you went to church. With no, didn't matter what you did after you got out of church, but Sunday morning, you went to church. Right. Um, it, it's, back then, it was more of a uh, part of the culture. You went to church right. on Sunday and that was it. Right. It was just like a formality, like, oh, this is just right. what you do. But mm-hmm. now you're saying that as people are maturing and uh, generations are, are growing, people are saying, hey, you know, we're learning a lot more, tapping into our spirituality more in right. God and things like that, which is something that wasn't really explored, at, le- at least in your setting. Right. Um, got it, got it. Well, I mean, that's all the questions I've ha- I have, I Karen. I want to thank you again for joining the Father's Table. Oh, this is really thank you for inviting really me. for me. Oh, it thank was, you for saying It wasn't that. as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I've, I, um, <laughs> I, I have some questions here, but it was I didn't. You, I think you've answered them before, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely think this was a good show. I. You know, I wasn't going to grill you and say, well, how come this didn't, I'm, I'm not that type of Well, shit. we'll talk about those things when, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hang this up and we can talk about some Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, uh, I, Karen, thanks again. And well, you're quite welcome. Excellent. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. I w- hope you guys have a blessed day and I'll see you next time. All right. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Father's Table podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you share. For more episodes and blogs, check out www.fatherspodcast.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Father's Table Podcast and Twitter at Father's Stories.